Hey guys, it's Pete. Just wanted to let you know that my second book, Frankenstein's Soul's Echo, is now available. It continues the adventure from Frankenstein A Life Beyond, which is a direct sequel to Mary Shelley's classic novel. Both Frankenstein A Life Beyond and Frankenstein's Soul's Echo are available as ebooks on Amazon, iBookstore, Barnes & Noble, Cabo, and of course from EnceladusLiterary.com. Thanks. Now on with the show. Welcome to Hindsight is 2020, a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. These two idiots. <laughs> we give our thoughts on movies and TV shows that should or should not have been. There are many things you don't know about the world of men. There are even some women there who are less than our Amazonian ideals. I believe I can handle them, Mother. With your host, Pete. What's going on between you and Diana? Nothing. She's a respected colleague. Uh-huh. And Greg. And remember that in the world of ordinary mortals, you are a wonder woman. And we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. On Paradise Island, home of the eternally young and beautiful Amazons, Hippolyta, queen and ruler of the island, molds a young girl out of clay under the guidance of Athena, goddess of wisdom. How beautiful. I love this little girl as if she were my own. Oh, Aphrodite, goddess of beauty and love, grant my wish and let me have this one as my daughter. You shall have your wish, Hippolyta, and she shall be named after the moon goddess and called Diana. And so Diana was born of the gods. To be as strong as Hercules. And swifter than Mercury. The most beautiful Amazon on Paradise Island. One woman! <laughs> One woman! This is how we're starting a podcast, folks, is somebody playing the Wonder Woman theme way far in the background after you've just listened to it opening this this podcast as, yes, we're talking about satin tights fighting in our rights. My God. <laughs> she is a wonder, a Wonder Woman. Uh, so literal. Yes. <laughs> so we got Wonder Woman. <laughs> Hey, look, I guarantee you somebody's out there is going, finally, or when this the Wonder Woman movie comes out, what, next year? Yes. People will, this will crop up somewhere and someone will go, wow, someone was thinking ahead. Not really, because she's going to be in a movie in less than a month. <laughs> so it's not Somebody's really. thinking ahead. <laughs> it's still coming out ahead of that movie. <laughs> it's just it's weird to say because Wonder Woman is excessively familiar to this world for not really doing much in pop culture. And it's a, it's amazing um, how she I is the most famous still... like female superhero comic book character yeah. and yet she had a television show in the 70s. And oh, that's that and Super Friends. Yeah, well, I mean, she's appeared in animated form. But yeah. as far as uh, Gal Gadot is the first time she will be on the big screen in 75 years of existence. So what does that say about the culture we live in more than just the pop culture we live in? And that well, fact shoot, that I mean, until you had Black Widow getting into the Avengers movies and the Captain America sequel, I... You really hey, just had another, yeah, Supergirl. I mean, you had Supergirl in 1984. You had Elektra, the spinoff oh, from yes. Daredevil. Uh, gee, I wonder why I forgot that. You had the wonderful Holly Berry Catwoman movie. Mm, again. The pattern being they just gave garbage scripts to female superheroes. They're like, well, this will make some money <laughs> at the box office. Is it going to be good? Is it going to say anything? Oh, God, no. Yeah, all the while they're letting Wonder Woman flounder around while Superman's being redone and Batman's being done over and over and over again. And yet, uh, you know, and all this stuff is readily available on the interwebs. But, yeah. I mean, you you look at the best shot before now 
and post Linda Carter would have been when Joss Whedon was handed the reins to write and direct a Wonder Woman movie hot off the heels of finishing Buffy. And you think that couldn't be a better marriage. Is that when they were talking about having like Jessica Biel be Wonder Woman? I, it's possible, but I mean, when you're talking about these big superhero things, you pretty much take anybody who's in Hollywood who is age appropriate at the moment. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, the casting, the casting call for the uh, Han Solo standalone movie, I think, is incorporated about everybody in the state of California. Yeah, it's pretty much, hey, are you between the ages of 20 and 35? Yes. Do you have dark hair? Or <laughs> can you have dark box. hair? Yes. <laughs> can you be Han Solo? Maybe. <laughs> it's kind of the way it was when Joss Whedon was doing it. It was, well, Jessica Biel just worked out like crazy for the Blade Trinity movie. She can be Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, we just went through that a year and a half or two years ago. Whenever they announced Gal Gadot, the whole thing I remember reading on the Internet was this big pitch for we need uh, uh, Jamie Alexander needs to be Wonder Woman. Why? Because have you seen the pictures of her and her as her character in Thor? She's wearing an outfit that kind of looks like Wonder Woman's. Oh, well, then I'd guarantee she should obviously be Wonder Woman then. <laughs> so yeah, that's here's, the... here's a Halloween costume pick of somebody who looks a little <laughs> bit like her in a Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> makes uh, sense. That's obviously that's going to happen every single time one of these things comes up, mm, no matter what. True. Very true. So I, I, I think just diving right in, I think... Not the Avengers, even though it turned out well, but I think the best, I think the superhero genre we live in right now would have been completely jump-started about a decade prior with a Joss Whedon Wonder Woman, and they would have found a way to incorporate it with Christopher Nolan's Batman series. I mean, we may not have gotten The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger because Warner Brothers might have had a twofer instead of just having the mild success of Batman begins, but then Superman returns faltering, they would have had Joss Whedon's wonder woman. And suddenly you'd be like, well, wait a minute, two out of these three hit. Well, let's really force our hand to make this shared universe. And Christopher Nolan, you, you're going to have to incorporate us here. Wow. Well, we might've been able to sidestep green lantern altogether. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> green lantern is the direct result of Superman returns bombing and well not really it didn't really bomb it just it didn't just do didn't anything perform, yeah it just didn't well, I, we've talked about it yes I mean, and chris it's, it's just it's and chris just, nolan it's just a bland movie yeah and chris nolan saying no my my characters exist in an absolute 100 percent real world by himself so it just would have been a different world and hindsight being 2020 huh <laughs> uh credits i think um yeah, my my opinion is Chicago land. <laughs> I think I think uh, Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman, hot off the hills of Buffy, especially would have been really cool. That would have been interesting. Uh, I'm I'm trying to envision where he is, kind of a uh, a writer, a filmmaker in that era coming off of that show, what we might have actually ended up with. Well, I don't know. I mean, he had just made Serenity, so yeah. he made the movie version of Firefly, which didn't right. hit, hit at all. And Well, but, I mean, that was based off of a 13-episode uh, show that got canceled. Yeah. So it wasn't like there was a huge ready-made audience for that either i think most people kind of looked at it and went huh yeah well i mean it's it's fine i enjoy the movie fine well i think that's the in as to why we're actually talking about this in the from the business sense getting into the creative sense i think the fact that joss whedon i think it was like over two years he worked on the thing oh he worked on it that long and it ultimately just got pulled i mean somewhere around there uh, I don't know. He didn't tell me in the last conversation we had. But, well, you know, he's got a few things. To... Sure. But I, I nobody emailed <laughs> me. I don't know Joss Whedon. Um, 
I think because that faltered, that tells me that Warner Brothers just did not know what to do with the character. And I think that goes back to why we're doing this is what do we know about this character? Because you can't do a quick summation with this character like you can last on a Krypton flown from exploding planet lands in farm in Kansas and grows up to be Superman. Young kid gets parents killed, becomes a vigilante with his money, becomes Batman. I mean, how do you do that with Wonder Woman without reading Wikipedia? Oh, I can give you the word salad that (laughs) I'm working (laughs) off of here. (laughs) I'll give you the before I read the online entry information. Yes, Stuart. What I got out of it after. (laughs) All right, so... Wonder Woman, again, my knowledge of this character, uh, I will totally cop to it being largely Super Friends based. <laughs> um, I know the outfit. I know the, uh, what are they, the bracelets, the indestructible bracelets that can, like, deflect things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she's got the tiara that's got some properties to it that are like a weapon or something. Uh, she's got the lasso. Uh, she's got the invisible plane, <laughs> <laughs> which just rocked. This is the dumbest <laughs> damn thing ever. <laughs> just who thought and, that was a and, good idea? Uh, uh, spawned endless jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're like, well, we can save again on animation here. She's flying the plane. <laughs> Why is she just in a sitting motion flying across the sky? <laughs> uh, and if you ask me to name, like, well, who's a villain for Wonder Woman? I got nothing. Um, I know that she was, like, an Amazonian? Yes. I know a little bit, you know, from the theme song that was playing there at the beginning. I know that, like, you can trace her origins back to World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um she has something with some guy named Steve, and I think I'm out of juice. <laughs> so that's that's what I knew about the character before I read up anything more on her. Well, so, uh, how much more can you add to that from your knowledge base just going in cold? Well, if I, I didn't do a, a write down what I knew, but if I put myself back an hour before I read Wikipedia. I know a little bit more only because I, you know, I obviously read a lot of this shit, but I, I saw the, I think it was 2008, uh, direct to DVD Warner brothers animated movie about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching the show. I watched some episodes of justice league cartoon and justice league unlimited. So, I know the I I knew some basics. I knew the creator her creator um was he was a psych psychiatrist or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and he did uh, there was some invention he had that he was famous for that was just like weird. I don't That's really know the truth. Uh, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'm just um Here what? Let's see. Uh he was the systolic blood pressure test is what he created okay. or something or another. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I knew from the, the animated movie, like you said, what name one of her villains. I could have never done that until the animated movie. She has a villain named Cheetah who is like a hybrid animal creature woman who's like a cheetah. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew Ares, the god of war, because she comes from Greek mythology. So I knew that from the movie. I knew Steve Trevor is the military dude who crash lands on the island of Themyscira, where the Amazonians live. And that's the ticket back to civilization for Wonder Woman to see what goes what goes on here with man. Uh, but from there, it it from what I understand, it completely diverts as far as... What's the time that that happens? Oh, it goes, yeah, it goes all over the I place. Mean, is, is it World War Two? I don't know. Is it now? I don't know. So was it, was her world sucked into an alternate dimension, and she did not go with it? 
Possibly. I, it's all there. <laughs> so that's that was the basics of what I knew. Okay. Um, but not much more than that is I know, well, she's Amazonian, which has something to do with Greek mythology. But she's not a Greek god, or maybe she is. I don't know. I was confused by that. Now, exactly. Is she, is she like, immortal? Maybe not immortal. Maybe a uh, a Larry is a great guy kind of thing where he's not immortal but <laughs> Boy, lives a, a long time. No one will get. Yep, that's right. Well, someday, Jennifer, they'll get to know that. A uh, kind of a lives a really long time, I'm guessing, but very well could be immortal. And okay, Yeah, I was very confused reading that. I mean, it's been uh, four or five times at least rebooted. And if in, that, in yeah. different iterations, it was kind of presented in different ways, and I don't think anything that I read really concretely said. Well, so. and that's the thing is that you've had reboots endlessly of the comic series for Superman and Batman and Spider-Man, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they always change things, but mm-hmm. the basics are always the same. Bitten by a radioactive spider, but the circumstances are different, but it's always the same. Wonder Woman, it's she was made out of clay from her mother, who is a Greek god, or she was born, or I, I mean, it's just all over the place. So I guess that's what we're here for is to say, all right, now what, we know a little what, bit about Wonder Woman. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell would be good with this character? All right, well, I got one other trait that I wanted to bring up before we get into that discussion, and Uh-oh. it was a. Uh, key difference apparently between you know the probably what the bulk of just moviegoers are familiar with with the dc characters you know superman and batman they've got the rule about not killing people etc and wonder woman's just kind of like nope (laughs) yeah she is a uh, staunch believer in uh, the death penalty yeah uh which is a Radical departure. I I don't know. Like any of the other DC heroes, kind of go that way. Like, does the Flash? Is he just like, all right, screw it, and he just like runs over there and snaps somebody's neck, or like? Well, I think that all the ones with the superpowers, as far as I know, they all take it for granted that there's going to be collateral damage to what they do. Okay. I think Batman is the only one that has that definitive part of his thing is the moral code of do not kill, even though we've seen endlessly that that don't matter. Well, if it's a Burton <laughs> movie. <laughs> what are you, a creepy clown? Here, just take a bomb down your pants. Go away. <laughs> Jerk. I think the villain's just uh, the body count there was pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the only one who has that staunch moral code okay. of I, I will thought not Superman get. did too, but Well he does he has the code, but he does everything in his power to stop it, but I don't think he's at the end of the day he's going, I you know, I can't go on because that one person died. Whereas Batman's more of I choose not to be the executioner. Okay. I, I choose justice, just like Superman chooses justice. But he, okay, but he's that's not an beyond, important defining. Yeah, uh, Superman's not beyond taking some ass clown from outer space who's super powered and destroying him. Right. Well, and I was going to say most of the beings I think that he faces off against do have some kind of, I don't know, extraordinary power or origin or something like that. Correct. Yes. Okay. Most of the time, they have to. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, yeah. <laughs> Which is why we have Batman v Superman, man versus God. What? Let's see what happens. And Lex Luthor, and apparently. Wonder Woman. Which is what we're talking about here. Yeah, Back yeah. to Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I voted for Joss Whedon's version. Who knows what would have happened? He could have gotten Sarah Michelle Gellar to be. Wonder I was going to say. Now, can you picture this? He just—it's like, all right, let's darken up that hair. <laughs> eh. A lot of people were saying just on look alone, just mm-hmm. because of the Linda Carter look, they would have gone with Charisma Carpenter, Cordelia. Okay, I can see that. Acting-wise, probably not. But just no, from the look only, not. she kind of looks like Linda Carter. And so mm-hmm. I remember there were a lot of Photoshop things floating around around that time. 
but it was years later, uh, 2011, I think, as David E. Kelly, the producer, showrunner, tried to get, and they got a pilot made with Adrian Palicki, and uh, it was awful. I saw a bootleg <laughs> of it once so, a couple years ago, and oh, God. Oh, well, do do tell, because we could maybe learn some lessons from what exactly made that not a successful venture. So, uh, well, what, it was... What did you witness? Well, it was 40 minutes long, and it was really bad quality. So uh, I only could get... Did they just through. do a pilot? Yes, they got a pilot, and it did not get picked up, because okay. it was so bad. It just was the wrong-headed thing. It was like this legal procedural where her alter ego was Diana Prince, but she, like, I couldn't, I, honestly, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up again. It was, she was either, like, working in a PR firm or uh, a law firm or something like that. And then she'd go out at night as Wonder Woman. Uh, fight. I think it was a law firm. And then at night she'd go with the people who she knew were in the wrong, and she'd deal with justice on her own way as Wonder Woman. And it was, again, David E. Kelly of Boston Legal and... Uh, 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 what, what, uh, Allie McBeal, and he, oh, okay, and okay. so he's going to try and throw in, you know, Wonder Woman into a court procedural type thing, and it just it didn't work on every level. It was so stupid. But <laughs> there's at least in between Linda Carter and now Gal Gadot, we have a an official. There was an official image because Adrian Palicki had a. a a photo shoot done for that show wearing this weird long pants costume that looked ridiculous. She's and, like, it's winter. <laughs> I'm no. Not going around and... Well, I mean, it, they've updated in the comics. They've updated oh, yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman's character to have like a more like less. Hey, you're wearing a bikini and skirt and more of a you're updated and now wearing like spandex pants and whatnot. And that was kind of going off of that, but it was like these shiny leather, blue, light blue pants, and it was just dumb looking. But so thank God that didn't happen. And well, it, it was just you terrible. gotta you gotta try different things, I guess. And it's too bad for people involved with that that I guess it didn't go further for them. But yeah, so here we are. A month away from Batman v Superman, the mm. court case to end all court cases. <laughs> and uh, well, well, we know where they can get a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go to David E. Kelly's Wonder Woman. She's actually an attorney, and she's wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, the, the, all the it's just a red herring. All the promo shots of her wearing the official Greek looking stuff. She's going to show up in Adrian Palicki's outfit, the shiny leather thing. Um, <laughs> it, from what I know about the movie, and I'm trying to go radio silent now, a month out, I don't want to know anymore. It seems like they are dealing with the Greek god heritage that the, I won't say the original story started with based on what I read in the Wikipedia, but it seems like if you put your head, if you put your mind in the place of, uh, the William, whatever his name was that created it, it seems like. They're using his inspiration, William Marston. There you go. Okay, they're they're using his the doctor. Yeah, they're using his inspiration. I think. Okay. Because I think he had a good inspiration of what if there was a a superheroine who was a Greek goddess who came to this man, civilization, and then well, it, it just got spun off from there or something like that, as it was described. Yeah, so I think that's what Warner Brothers is doing right now. And they're doing it seemingly well. I mean, from the rumors I understand about the standalone movie next year, it takes place in World War One, and then she's yes, I think I yeah. And now she's taking you know Batman v Superman in quote unquote modern times, and she looks the exact same, so she's obviously immortal. And the rumors are that she has throughout the years gotten involved in the the fightings of man and she has this streak of uh not sincerity but like a, a sensibility a woman's sensibility like a caring and she gets involved but then she's constantly turned off when man just continues to get more and more grotesque with each other and i think 
it looks like from the very little bits of the Wonder Woman footage we've seen of the standalone is that World War One might be her breaking point until she has to show up now with Batman v Superman. Like, okay, you guys are using mustard gas and just destroying each other. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is ridiculous, and I'm out of here. I'm going back to my island until Doomsday shows up to fight Superman or something. Uh, But it seems like they're dealing with it on that level, which is pretty cool, because I've always had an interest in Greek mythology. I I don't know a whole lot about it, but I have always had an interest in it in the basic idea. I think it's attractive to a lot of people. I mean, it's just such... It's so fantastical, and it's so broad in the scope of the thing, and... Um, people just, uh, I think really find, uh, some of the trauma drama among the gods and goddesses and et cetera, kind of interesting. So I think, uh, I think it's a neat kind of background to paint this stuff against. I guess the problem, I guess the double-edged sword with that is going to be, well, how far do you go with that? (laughs) Well, I think just from a metaphor standpoint, I think it works to embrace it because people have been saying for years the difference between Marvel and DC is Marvel is Earth-level, you know, mutations of—is their their heroes, basically, whereas DC has always been gods come to Earth, where you have Zeus, Superman, you have Hera uh, as— is uh, Wonder Woman. You have Poseidon is Aquaman and the Flash is Achilles. And so you, you have all of these Greek God matchups anyways with DC. That's always been said about that. It's God's come to earth. And so for them to embrace that is really kind of cool if they would not be afraid of it and, and to please stop handing over all the reins to Zack Snyder and we'll be okay. (laughs) <laughs> he's not horrible but there's no reason for this man to run at all i don't see any reason so patty jenkins is directing wonder woman and that's a good thing i guess i i don't know who she is but okay <laughs> uh she i believe was a game of thrones director from tv gotcha so i don't know a whole lot about that but it Hopefully it'll be good, and hopefully they embrace it fully, and hopefully the culture will embrace where they're coming from with Greek mythology and and how it still exists technically in our world that we're watching here. And just go hog wild. Don't don't ignore it. Don't try to. That's probably why Joss Whedon's thing got canceled because they kept on trying to wrap their heads around. Now wait, so Greek gods are real. Uh, you know, it, people can accept an alien coming to Earth as, as Superman, but they can't accept uh, Greek gods, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe Thor is softening them up a I've, little bit. I think absolutely <laughs> yes. I think that the success of of Thor shows that yeah, we can do this and bring it well, together. They're they're going to do a third standalone movie with him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or Ragnarok. Okay, so yeah, I mean they they obviously different mythology, but um, yeah, they're making making a solid go at that. So I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that with Wonder Woman. Uh, I guess I got another question for you then. The whole secret identity thing, and again, there were several ways apparently that that came about depending on the iteration. Um, and we heard about Wonder Woman attorney at law um do you think that kind of going along with that embracing the whole greek gods and goddesses thing that we want to see very little of any type of like sneaking around in an alternate identity with this character um no i think it would be fine if she's diana prince in the in the real world okay and she's she doesn't i don't she doesn't have to have a profession i think Okay, so she can have an alternate identity, just don't, like, give her a job? <laughs> I, I guess, because I don't think the way that it sounds like they're handling it, they don't need it. It sounds like she can just kind of come and go from Themyscira at, to our world and doesn't need to 
Uh, she basically just she's like the A team. If you can find her and call her, then maybe <laughs> she can come and help your humanity. Well, I think that would be better. I, I think that you might get into some. I don't know. I, I guess it depends on the tone that they want to go with with the character in the movie ultimately, but I think you could get into some goofy situations that you might want to avoid if you're you're hooking her up with a alter ego and a job. Yeah, and I think I mean here's a, a spitball, but if she showed up at World War One mm-hmm. with with Chris Pine as, as Steve Trevor. And then, you know, at the end of that movie, if she goes back to Themyscira and says, screw you, people, you're on your own. <laughs> I hope that's how the movie ends. Screw you, people. <laughs> I'm out of here. She just leaves. In her, in her Israeli accent. Screw you, people. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> but what if she, I don't know, like, okay, I have like four gold coins. I'm going to put them in this bank. And then a hundred years worth of interest means that when she shows back up now, she's just like this rich socialite. That doesn't need. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. She just she makes her own antiques. <laughs> so every she, eighty years or so, she just puts in a couple of days, buys some stuff, locks it up somewhere. <laughs> it's like oh, I'll sell that shit later when I gotta come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why the hell not? That'd be a practical <laughs> thing that the screenwriter that should think practical, of. Practical. Yeah. Nineteen seventeen. It's like yeah, I'll just put this in uh, Bank of America, and then I'll take it out in like eighty-five years or something. Oh, look at this new. Big earth-shattering invention. Guess I'll get an original of that and put it away. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> because I mean, the the scene in the trailer <laughs> into a hoarder. <laughs> the scene in the trailer, the last Batman v Superman trailer, when she finally speaks. I mean, she's at this ball with Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent's covering it as a reporter, and it's Lex Luthor's ball, and she's got a full gown on, and she's. She's got a driver who she gets in the car, uh, you know, really fancy car. So obviously she's, she doesn't, yeah. So she doesn't need to put her Linda Carter glasses on and go work as a secretary for the military. We're beyond that now. We don't, we don't need that. And there's a reason why she's coming now and directed by a female in her own movie, because they do not want her to be, well, she's Wonder Woman. But when she was created, eh, she was still kind of the secretary of the Justice League. She's kind of like, well, she's Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman, please get me some coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was that's kind of what it was. It's like, you know, Steve Trevor, that's that's your Lois Lane, but you still have to go get Steve Trevor's coffee. And so they're patting her on the butt when she's walking away. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, come on. What the hell? No, don't want that. No. Now, we are beyond this, people. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic as I, uh, as I see things growing here in the trailers that we're going to get something cool in the movie in a month, and hopefully next year when, I mean, people always say this is going to be the first female-led superhero movie to hit. No, this is going to be the first superhero female-led superhero movie of recent times. <laughs> Again, forgetting Elektra and Catwoman and Supergirl and the Alien movies and Terminator 2 and, you know, whatever else you could kind of put into that realm. But of the modern era, she's beating Captain Marvel from Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Black Widow hasn't gotten her own movie yet. So, yeah, this this will be a nice testing ground next summer to see how well they pull off a uh, a Wonder Woman movie. It's going to go a long way to see where we rewrite this comic book movie crest here, whether it's going to start fizzling out or if it's just going to be in for the long haul. We don't know. All right. Well, I got a couple other things just to toss out there for the good of the cause. Uh, do we want the plane? No. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a solid no. Um, that was a cre- that was a creation for a cartoon, and yeah. it was stupid. Right. Here, here's about, one though. What about the lasso? Well, yeah, that's part of her bit. Okay. I mean, the actual things she has: the lasso, the bracelets, the tiara that is like a a boomerang, like a yeah, like a batarang of her own. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are part of her super strength. Now, the big question is. Is she going to be more in line with the original Superman 
where she can leap tall buildings in a single bound? Or does she actually have the ability, like Superman, to fly? That would be the key. That would be a question. Mm, okay. And even has she ever flown in the comics? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. With Sans plane. Oh yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. there's versions of her where she flies, but I. I mean, the last trailers they had a very quick shot after her one little line that she says, "You've never met a woman like me." Is uh, <laughs> that was the worst Gal Gadot? I, I apologize, Gal. Say, what the hell was that? <laughs> I was. I apologize, Gal, if you're listening. <laughs> Sounded like a deranged Muppet yeah, from 1972. Who are you talking to, Um But they show her like they show her like leaping into the fray and yes. doing a Xena-like yell. Okay. And. I mean, diving into what they're dealing with here, and I'm sure we're going to learn real quick if we're right or wrong, but this is theorizing here, is in Man of Steel, and we talked about it when we talked about Man of Steel, Mm -hmm. when Clark goes to his ship in the ice in the Arctic, and he's walking around and he sees those pods of the people from Krypton, the Kryptonian pods from 20,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. and one of them's open. Oh, yeah. And the thought process is, and this is not beyond a a good idea, is can you trace back to that Kryptonian that got out and 20,000 years of inbreeding, maybe that Kryptonian was the creation of the Amazonian Greek gods that we think of as Greek gods and... You know, the the people who have these powers that stem from Kryptonian DNA from 20,000 years ago have been diluted, but they didn't, like, breed across the world. They were just kind of localized, realized they were different, and locked themselves away in ancient Greece. And so that island of Themyscira is just existing for the people who are left over from this race that they maybe consciously decided, all right, well, we need to uh, stop interbreeding because we're screwing up humanity or something like that. We know we're different. We're special. We have these powers, and and she's the one who uh, has the caring gene that wants to go out and help humanity and is constantly disappointed every time over the centuries that she goes out and realizes, oh, humans suck. Yeah, wait, you guys are still screwing it up <laughs> after all this time? But And I, I seem to recall that when we did that Man of Steel podcast, I think I said that. I said, well, that would be a cool idea is what if that Kryptonian pod that was open was actually somebody who interbred and all of the mutated people who are now like becoming the DC heroes, that can be an explanation for their powers is that it's remnants of the 20,000 years ago DNA that started a line and Aquaman suddenly exists. How? Well, because maybe there's some of them diverted and had the ability to breathe underwater when they evolved with that special DNA. I don't know. That's what I said. Seaman. Stop it. I'm just rambling at this point. No, no, no. I, I think, uh, I think it would be kind of an interesting turn if, if you went that way. I think that would actually, probably, long term, solve quite a few things. As people could just go, oh, back to this very basic explanation. And it would be interesting to see over the years if this DC universe, we get four, five movies in, and let's just say every one of these movies hits and hits big. And it's like, wow, that was great. I can't believe it. It would be amazing if somehow they are able to trace back to Man of Steel and suddenly that movie goes from like a 56% of Rotten Tomatoes to like an 86% of Rotten Tomatoes because all of a sudden all these problems in that movie start to be linked to... I mean, that's the way you could solve an underperforming movie is just go back and dive into it and instead of hindsighting in 2020 and doing nothing like us, where we just yap about it like idiots, you can actually <laughs> go as the movie studio and say, all right, here's the problems they had with it. A whole bunch of people died during the Metropolis battle. Well, let's solve that right away by having Batman get pissed off about that and 
and the world is responding to it. And Wonder oh, Woman, how does she have her powers? Well, remember that pod opened in that one scene in Man of Steel? Yeah. And, hey, remember that one guy who walked past the screen in Man of Steel? Yeah. He's related to Aquaman for some reason. <laughs> and, well, it does a nice job with, like, building up some active characters, too. But I just, I would think that from a producerial standpoint, that would be amazing. An amazing way to uh, to uh, flip the script on a movie that a lot of people didn't like is to just go back into every little piece of Man of Steel and each new movie is a response to something that happened in Man of Steel. Like, just keep mining that movie until people realize, wait, that really was your first movie, wasn't it? Damn it, people, you're going to like this movie. (laughs) Sooner or later. (laughs) There was somebody on the bus with Clark when it went in the water who was like five seats back. Yeah, that kid with the brown hair? Yes, that's the Flash. What? Well, well I, the water, I, got a, I got a few more for you here. What, uh, what if any kind of side characters would we like to see? Would we like to see her like with other? Uh, are we saying Amazonian women? Yeah, they cast Connie Nielsen from Gladiator, so I'm sure she's going to probably be an Amazonian. Uh, so Greek goddess or I know Hera is her is Wonder Woman's mother. So somebody has got to be Queen Hera or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I think Robin Wright was originally supposed to be in the movie, too. What I think she still might. So and then there was a guesswork as to whether they could get Nicole Kidman. And I think that's what Connie Nielsen ended up. But they still haven't said for who. Mm-hmm. So the guesswork is it's got to be like. The Amazonians. Um, you, you already have Steve Trevor's going to be there. Chris Pine's playing him in this solo movie, but that's in World War One. So right. you got to wonder how much Warner Brothers is taking a cue from Marvel in doing the Captain America thing, where Captain America, the first Avenger, is in World War Two, where Peggy Carter is. So they hire Haley Atwell. Well, we see how that's turned out. We're sitting here watching a television show on ABC every week starring <laughs> Haley Atwell. That was the most fortuitous casting uh, appointment that girl ever went to. <laughs> yeah, we need you to be a sidekick in this random comic book movie. Oh, okay. Oh, and by the way, uh, you're going to have a steady job for like the next six years <laughs> where you get, to be, you get to appear in a couple of movies at random. And then you can go back to doing your own TV show. But you don't have to do the TV show once maybe like about eight episodes out of a year and then you can do whatever else you want. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a dream job to fall into. Um, but you got to wonder if nice work, if you can get it. Yeah. yeah you got to wonder if that's kind of the model they're going to follow. And, but I can't imagine how they would do it though. Cause captain America is, you know, frozen in ice and everyone's interconnected. I don't know if maybe there'll be just some little Easter eggy nod. Because I know Marvel, uh, taking that route of the Captain America, and we'll see that again in a couple months with Civil War, but you already saw her in Winter Soldier is uh, Sharon Carter, Agent 13, Emily Van Camp plays her. Right. That's, you know, becomes a main character, and that's a through line because she works for S.H.I.E.L.D., and Peggy Carter was the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D., and so that's how you tie all that together. Whereas I can't imagine that Chris Pine, who plays Steve Trevor, some military dude, is going to end up in 1917 creating something that modern day is going to be tied to Superman and Batman. So I can't imagine Chris Pine doing anything more than just a one-off shot. And if the movie really, really hits, they'll do a sequel somehow. But they have to have it all planned out. That's the... I think that's the the treacherous ground they're going over Mm -hmm. because they're putting Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman now, and they have to explain somehow how she got there. And then then they're having time travel. Yeah. And then they have to have the prequel movie that they're already shooting and scheduled and planned and scripted where she's at World War One with Steve Trevor. So you're really locking yourself in with how do we connect this? Whereas Marvel did it with let's do the individual movies first 
and then they can kind of go on the fly with what worked and what didn't and figure it out. So like, you know, Hey, people like the Peggy Carter character. Great. Well, let's make a TV show out of her. What? Oh, all right. Why not? <laughs> let's try it. Whereas you got Wonder Woman. She's in modern day. And now we're going to go back into her prequel. So we definitively know what happens after that. So we can't really do a sequel to Wonder Woman. How are we going to do that? I, with So I think Chris Pine is just, he's there and that's it. He's going to have his one-off shot. Well, and if that's the way it ultimately ends up, you know, playing out. Um, and what was the question? Oh, yeah, Chicago won Best Picture. Good night. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> uh, I think that was a question. I don't know what was the question. <laughs> oh, I was just asking about what kind of side characters you would like to see her kind of paired with and um, or that you think would be kind of interesting and... Well, that's what I guess that's what I was saying originally was, yeah. I mean, what can, I mean, what can you do uh, again without knowing anything about this character? There's set photos leaking of them shooting in London right now for the solo movie. And, uh, oh God help me. I don't remember her name. Uh, there's a, a British comedian who was in uh, Shaun of the Dead and she was in Studio 60. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but she is playing uh, a friend. Is she one of the friends in Shaun of the Dead? In Shaun of the Dead, she was not uh, Liz, but the other girl. Oh, the actress yes. one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So not Liz, the main girlfriend of Shaun, but the other right. girl who was running with him. Um British comedian, I can't think of her name, but they I'll had look her up. but they had set photos, and she had gained weight because apparently one of the friends from the comic book was this very heavy set girl, Addie, I think, or something, was Wonder Woman's friend. So they're okay. already they're already pulling from it. Um, I'll say Lucy Davis. Lucy Davis. There you go. So I don't know what more you could do without really know. I don't know how to answer that question. Who else could you put oh, in? I mean, we're just, it's all hypothetical. It's just like, what might be some fun kind of pairings? It's like, would would you want her kind of, you know, going around with a band of her own people? Would you like to see her uh, kind of separated from that world and do what they did with Thor, more the fish out of water-esque kind of thing? Ant-Man! Uh, <laughs> She gets paired up with Ant-Man. <laughs> For some reason. For no reason. <laughs> Wonder Woman and Ant-Man go on a road trip to California. <laughs> and they meet the Wonder Twins. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and okay. Orko. We've officially made the worst movie ever. <laughs> this <makes> ten seconds. <laughs> beady, beady. Uh, and they come across Captain Caveman and Son. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Without knowing much of the character, I don't know. I, at this point, I think we could just well, say again, we're just spitballing. It's antis- anticipating what they're doing, and I guess in this little series, what we're doing here is, from the little I know, I think it would be cool if what I'm seeing is true that they continue on that path. That what they're doing is she's part of a like Greek gods were based on factual people that isolated themselves. So that's why they became myths. And because she has this humanity to her, this compassion, she wants to try and help. But every time she tries to help, she realizes humanity is fucked and goes away and goes back to her people again until she gets drawn in again. I think it's, that's a cool way to do it. It's too painful being around you people. Just you're screwed. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> See you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Goodbye. Yeah, Ray, Ray Patterson, Wonder Woman. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That's how every movie ends. <laughs> but I, I I think dealing with the Greek mythology part is really kind of cool, is putting a reality to the Greek mythology, not doing a uh, Clash of the Titans type thing where you take the mythology, but actually... Well, uh, hey, that owl was pretty cool. <sighs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> not doing that, but putting a reality to a reality base to those Greek myths to show, well, this is what the myths were based on, not here are the myths in story form. It's more like, well, here's the person who has extraordinary abilities that you can see how ancient people extrapolated that to be, well, you obviously are a god. And I'm they, sitting here wondering now. It's like, all right, well, is she just immortal and time is linear for her and she can just move forward? Or are they going to get into something where it's like if she is functioning at that level with that kind of myth background to kind of – build off of and the powers associated with it it's like well can you just kind of jump to any point no i don't think that it's mystical or magical okay i and i hope sure as hell hope not that would be well, terrible I, I don't know i, I mean that's I'm what marvel thinking what what corners they might be writing themselves into potentially depending on how they handle that no i mean marvel's just starting to get into that with doctor strange and yeah. they've done it with thor and trying to explain well what we call Science, you call magic. I, I, I mean, that's fine. And Ant Man went into the kind of the mystical realm and stuff. But I think DC's got to live. This is where I agree with oh, people are always bitching. It can't be real, and it's so dark in reality. I, I don't like the whole dark thing, but I like the idea of there is some grounded sense of reality to to then tell these fantastical tales from and i like that that okay yeah she's got these powers and she's from these these different people that are isolated on this island but they're physical beings they live in our in, in our time stream it's not magic they just have these physical abilities like superman uh, you know, that's I kind of like that they didn't say, oh, it's just a rock you put in front of him. And, oh, God, I'm good. I can't breathe. <laughs> it's more so of that like Superman three scene didn't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the way they dealt with that man of steel was, OK, no, it's the atmosphere is different on our with our stuff than it is with him. And that's what's causing him to get screwed up and, and making it a little bit more of a reality based to where then you can spin off and have fun. Yeah, and I, I, I like I like that more than just simply, well, he's magical. So he's magical, which is going to be interesting later this year to see what they do with Doctor Strange because basically he's magical. He's, <laughs> he is a magician of some sort. Uh, it's going to be weird, but I don't know. Long answer to that time stream thing he is, yeah, I just think it's... it. it they live in the physical world just off by themselves. Okay. What about you? What? Listen, Captain Questioner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to cross-examine this witness. <laughs> Put you on the stand. Finally. Wait, that attorney looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and that reporter who's sitting behind her looks an awful lot like Superman. <laughs> You do not want to mess with that person. Why is everyone wearing glasses look like heroes? <laughs> Why wearing is everyone glasses? wearing glasses? What the? <laughs> there you go. Just everybody. There's the reality. Everybody in the world who's wearing glasses has a secret identity. <laughs> that's, the, that's the base level right there. That's your chroma key that you base everything <laughs> off of in this world. Is You just have to understand that glasses are magic and move on. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, why did you just put glasses on? Uh, Where did Bruce Wayne go? Not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> or as Kevin Smith says, why the hell is Bruce... W I don't want my Batman being nearsighted. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Take your glasses off, you piece of shit. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, you were gonna, oh, I was going to cross-examine you. Stand here, yeah. All right. Wrapping this up in a yep. pop culture grander sense, since we, mm -hmm. we've already said we don't know much about this character, and it'd be cool to see, and here's what it is. Uh, well, step one, or I have two questions. First mm -hmm. question, where were you on the night of June 12th, 1994 in Brentwood, California, OJ? Uh, no, OJ Simpson. Uh, what are your, what are you hoping for with a limited amount of knowledge to see from a Wonder Woman movie? 
I think I would want to just kind of I, I want a little bit of world building, I guess, with with the whole idea about really tapping into the whole Greek mythos and uh, ancient world kind of ideas and stuff like that. I'd be fine with even if it's just like some of the weapons that she's got access to or something like that, having some level of just kind of mysticism behind a few things, but don't go too far with it. Um I think the same thing. I think uh, you could walk a little bit of a slippery slope depending on how you handle things like some of the relationships and, um, you know, is this I, – I think the tendency and it would be easy to do something where you spend a lot of time just showcasing this character as somebody who kicks ass, which, you know, obviously people want in a superhero movie, but it's like, can we, can we have something a little bit more beyond just that? More humanity. Yeah. More I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that the black widow character is portrayed in the movies has worked because again, not probably a perfect iteration of this, but, um, you know, there's more to her than we know that when it's needed, it's like, well, yeah, she can definitely step it up and has some awesome abilities and everything. But um, that's not all she is. Indeed. Yeah. She has humanity. Exactly. So um, give her give her some relatable conflicts uh, for us to kind of go through with her. Um, and through those conflicts, let us get to know her and let, uh, let the character grow a little bit. Um, I don't, I, you know, obviously respect some of the source material, but don't feel like you got to be overburdened with it. I, um, they've obviously come at this from different angles over the years and everything. And I think the movies give you an opportunity to, um, shake it up a little bit some more too, and kind of take it in some new and interesting directions. So. Shake it up. Shake it up. Oh, yeah. I guess that's really what I'm after with it. Well, actually, while you were talking, I was looking up and what the the uh, creator, William Marston, whatever, he was famous for the polygraph machine, not the blood pressure device, which I guess would be tied into it, but whatever. Well, thank God we got that sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last question I have for you, and this is because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you because you, have, you grew up in a house with three sisters. That's true. Do you think that this movie has the capability because we all know that you know even though it is just entertainment if movies hit in the right way no matter what they are blockbusters or serious or whatever certain movies have the ability to actually affect the culture one way or another do you think if this movie hits being the first major superhero female led movie directed by a woman do you think that it would have it could have any sort of effect on culture positively or negatively especially and here's the coda mm-hmm. when it comes out we could theoretically uh, recording this at the beginning of 2016 we could theoretically be into about month 5 of the first female president of the United States term so uh, that's true do you think this could have any sort of effect in that world a year from now uh well, I mean ideally the answer would be on the positive side and yes. Um I I think superhero or otherwise, I think um having more heroic female characters uh is definitely a good thing. Um and obviously if this film and this character are successful on the big screen, uh, that really, I think, will broaden people's potential horizons and scope. It certainly will make Hollywood look at this um, type of movie and uh, female characters maybe in a little bit different light. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to oversell it, though, at the same time. Um, no, and I'm not expecting might, to. Depending but... on all the plot details and how the character is portrayed, it could spin in some negative directions, obviously. But you hope for a positive outcome with it, and I think that would be great. All right. 
Well, that's all we can hope for is we hope it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> we can that's all pee you can on do with any movie. <laughs> we we pee on a lot of things on this thing, but ultimately it comes down to I really want it to be good. Yeah. <laughs> really do. Absolutely. Uh and then we'll hindsight it and say, Well, that wasn't good at all. How could it have been good? <laughs> <laughs> but we're future well, hindsighting here. It'll just be, well, what do you think they're gonna do uh, with the you know sequel or where do you think this will spin from here? Or, mm-hmm. I, heck, it could be it could be what you were just saying about the man of steel and they get x percentage of stuff right and stuff that people go yeah and x percentage of stuff where people are going oh and that they spin it into some new and interesting directions based off that who knows well and i think that's the capper for this is a big old oh the big old (laughs) who knows Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. The events have been tallied, and two Amazons are now tied for the honor. There is only one way to break the deadlock. Bullets and bracelets. Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. Okay, but ah! Uh...